¿Cómo están? This is your Que Lo Que Podcast, the place where we shine a light on Dominicans who are making an impact for and on our communities. I'm your co-host, Elbert Garcia, and as always, I'm joined today by my partner in Dominicanness, the ever-so-talented, always-spectacular, Vanessa Mia Fernandez-Lovely. Venus, ¿cómo está? ¿Qué lo que? Aquí guayando la yuca. You know, I'm enjoying my life, enjoying the day. I mean, today it's kind of rainy in Florida, uh, you know, it, but the sunshine never goes away because they always say there's always sunshine somewhere in Florida. So if I have to be my own sunshine, then let it be, let it be, let it be. Well, you're definitely always giving us the the, the light, you know, and always, you know, making things shiny. I can look at so, you know, that that's that's why we're so grateful to have you here also on board. And um, and as always, you know, we, you know, who brings us a lot of light and a lot of love are the guests that we choose to have and, and who tend to grace, you know, the stage over here. And and tell us, Mia Venus, who, who do we have today in terms of gracing our listeners here? Well, I'm going to say we have a fabulous, 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 and otra vez lo voy a decir, fabulous um, female, and I'm saying it like that, ella dominicana, latina, I got a chance, an opportunity to meet her a few years ago, um, and, you know, I must say on a personal note, uh, she has been an inspiration to me como mujer, como dominicana, and um, she was also one of the fabulous founding host committees of Dominican Day at the Capitol that we celebrated uh, a couple of years ago in Tallahassee. And for those of you that think they might know who this person is, I'm going to confirm that yes, it is former uh, representative Daisy Baez. And you know, I know, I know, I'm so excited. And you know, she's not only a, a former, you know, former state representative, but a community leader. She served in the Florida House of Representatives, District 114 to be precise, in 2016 and until... 20, until her resignation in 2017. She was born and raised in Santo Domingo, the Republica Dominicana. She immigrated to the U.S. at 17. And you know what? She's also a veteran. She was in the U.S. Wow. Army. And she was there for three years and she served in Fort Hood, Texas. Deep in the heart of Texas. Oh, that's no, no, no. So I'm telling you, she got a lot to say, but you know, after the, after being honorably discharged, she received her bachelor's degree in social work and later got her master's degree. So tiene titulo, everybody. Tiene titulo. She got street cred and, you know, and, you know, and real life experience there. You know, you that's know? what you got to do. You got to have the street cred as well as the paperwork to back it up. <laughs> and then in 2011, she founded this wonderful organization called the Dominican Healthcare Association of Florida. This group is a non-for-profit organization and its mission is to is advocating for and supporting healthcare services by and for Dominican communities in Florida. And she is currently serving as the association's executive director. So with, without further ado, ¿Qué lo que? Hola, mi gente, ¿cómo están? ¿Qué lo que? Well, let me tell you, it sounds like I almost pay you for that introduction. That was, a, that was great. 
date. Sí, a mí me gusta los cuartos. A mí me gusta los cuartos. It was it's really an honor and a privilege to be here with you guys talking about uh, the importance of los dominicanos. Uh, we are everywhere and we uh, we do great contributions to life, culture, history, any uh, economy of this great United States. Yeah. Oh, definitely, yes. Definitely. And you know what? Look, you know, I, I told a little bit about your bio, but, you know, at the end of the day, people don't want to hear from me. They want to hear from you. So, you know, let us know what was that your journey? Where, you know, from being, a, a you know, in Santo Domingo, born and raised, going to New York City, you know, and where how you got here today. Diga, sure. Dígame algo. Dígame. I was born in, in Santo Domingo. Me crié. I was raised in, in Sancho. Osama, so I'm Osamera. Del otro lado del puente, ya tú sabes. You know, at the age of 17, um, immigrated to New York, to the Bronx. So I'm a chica from the South Bronx, ah, too. Fíjate eh, eso. So, yeah, para que sepa. <laughs> and, uh, shortly thereafter, I uh, decided to join the United States Army. And my sister said, well, why, why does it? You know, I need to get out of New York. This is not the life for me. She goes, well, why don't you just take a bus? So, but I loved my time in the military. Uh, it was a learning, great learning experience. I served in one of the first battalions that trained men and women together. Uh, so yeah. even our drill sergeants weren't quite sure what to do with us. Um, I had a, a wonderful career. I was the most decorated. Um, soldier in my unit uh, and I actually have to say that I actually redecorated my office and my sergeant major say why do you paint your army issue uh, green desk black and said because it looks better <laughs> <laughs> El toque de Daisy, I like it, el toque. Yeah, that's like, oh, you know. So, um, uh, while in the service, I started taking college courses at night because I realized that officers got a lot more money and I got a lot more respect uh, than, than enlisted individuals. And that, that is was my first lesson in education. That education for those of us who aren't born with an Einstein brain, it's really the, the, the most logical way to advance, to move forward, to improve our lives. So um, I started going to college, taking college courses at night while in the, in the service and eventually got a degree in social work. So I have always been, uh, I have always gravitated to the helping professions, to the things that help improve the lives of other people. So I became a social worker, got out of the service and became a hospital social worker. So if that's, that's, that was kind of like my entry into healthcare. Also, the, when I was in the service, I was assigned to the division surgeon's office as a preventive medicine technician. So I've been in healthcare since 1980. And let's not count the years, okay? Because then you can tell. Yo no lo estoy contando. Yo no lo estoy contando. Yo no sé matemática. Yo no sé matemática. No, yo no. So then, you know, as a social worker, was exposed to, you know, the really the challenges, the the issues that, that are important to our community. You know, when you get sick, it's really the, the worst time in anybody's life. Uh, and not having health insurance, for example, or what, what the challenges that we had, for example, in the emergency room when we were 
hit with um, a lot of individuals who didn't have health care and use the emergency room for access to doctors and, and medicine. And you know that that is really a very expensive way to have health care. And so I have made it my life mission to always be involved in how to improve uh, access for individuals. So um, that it was part of the reason why I founded the Dominican Healthcare Association of Florida um, about 10 years ago uh, to see or look and find ways to make our contributions to healthcare, at least in South Florida. And we've we've done a great job with that. We uh, instituted what we call Noche en Honor al Médico Dominicano. It's a yearly gala where we honor physicians who are Dominican Americans. Uh, and by the way, some of the mejores doctores del mundo, they're, they're really awesome individuals. They really are very, um, how can I say, uh, engaging with families. Um, and they, they really loved by their patients. And they do a lot of community work. Um, so we, um, uh, we have an awesome group. And we've done a lot of um, you know, other initiatives, for example, helping um, the the new wave of foreign medical graduates, the, the guys that graduate from medical school in the Dominican Republic and come here trying to uh, see if they can get their license. It's a very long, expensive and difficult process. And we, with the problem we have now is that we have many doctors who are doing Uber, uh, working, you know, menial wow. jobs in hospitals. Uh, and there's really a very limited pathway for them to obtain their licenses. So one of the things that I had hoped to do in the legislature in Florida and will continue to try to do is to see if we can find some kind of a pathway for these guys to obtain, even if it's a limited medical license. Uh, so um, more on that uh, coming up when, when we have some more, I will reach out to you guys and see if we can talk about where we, the progress on that project. Claro, claro que sí. Claro que sí. Y mira, este, Baez, you know, and I want to kind of get this out the way. I know some people remember you being asked to step down because of a controversy around your place of residence in terms of when, when you were a representative. And, and we're not here to rehash that, right? Like you've said, your, you've said your piece about that. But I think what we want to know is, you know, how have you been able to pick up the pieces of your life in your life of public service after that, right? And, and is there anything, you know, you wish someone would have told you or would you have kept in mind or, or any advice you'd like to pass on, especially with so many Dominicans and Dominicanas who are running, running. for office, who are running for office these days and, and running for office, maybe without knowing around how kind of politics works um, and kind of figuring some of that stuff out. And we figured, you know, like, let's get that out mm -hmm. the way Okay, you know, out the way at the Absolutely. very beginning, you know? Absolutely. It was really a, a, a very bittersweet experience. I haven't been elected the first Dominican-American uh, to the legislature in Florida. And I, I, I do believe that because of that, even it didn't end the way I expected it for me, I do believe that it did encourage or it did... Um, set a, a sort of like a pathways for other, you know, Dominican-American women to consider running for office. And, see, see, see. you know, obviously I wouldn't have gotten through that uh, uh, hard moment if it wasn't for the love and support of, you know, my family, my friends, the, you know, a lot of uh, tons of people that were with me and still are. Uh, definitely, you know, I, I decided to get into politics sort of like, okay, I'm going to run for office. But I was one of those millions of people who, 
get up every day, do their, the best they can, but they're really not involved in, you know, they don't know who's running for what. You know, we're not into the day-to-day of politics. So I, I really do feel that I didn't maybe have the the backbone, the background politically that maybe I should have had or should have um, gotten more guidance on that. Um, so the, what I, my advice, and I do also help uh, every chance I get new candidates, um, to say, listen, let's let's look at uh, what uh, at this. Uh, what is your pathway? Let's look at the things you have to do. Um, so I would say you you definitely would need to have more. You sort of like expert advice, um, uh, and you know what to run, how to run. Um, I, it's also important to know that we. I could have fought that. Um, that whole issue, but me, like many of the folks that run uh, for office, especially Democrats, we use not people of wealth and money, and so it would have cost me, you know, two hundred fifty thousand dollars for legal fees to uh, m- mount a battle to fight uh, the allegations, and I just didn't have that kind of money. So, you know, that is when you talk about, you know, millionaires and billionaires running for office, they have an advantage because they have the money to defend themselves against, uh, you know, baseless charges uh, or other allegations. We, we don't. We just don't have access to those kinds of funds. But the other thing that I learned is that I, even though I wasn't politically involved before I decided to run, I have always been in the helping professions. I have always been helping my community. So that didn't change before and it didn't change after because I continue to be involved in many community um, activities. Uh, as a matter of fact, I am a, as a veteran, I am a member of the American Legion Post 98 in Coral Gables. And we passed at the post level uh, a, an initiative to grant um, Gold Star orphan children access to military bases, post exchanges, and commissaries. That um, guidance went up to the National American Legion Conference, annual conference this year. Uh-huh. It was also approved at the national level. So I was tasked with the um, the ability to see what we could do to pass a piece of legislation related to that at the congressional, at the federal level. And I'm happy to report that I've been working with several Congress members and we already have a draft resolution. It is already in one of the, in the Armed Services Committee. So not being in office shouldn't prevent you from getting involved and moving forward pieces of legislation or initiatives that you feel are good and and all and 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 will better your community so again i was involved in my community before running for office and i can remain committed to my community after serving in office and that's that's really such an important message and really such an important thing to say for people to remember, right? And I think a lot of times, sometimes, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that um, none of, you know, a lot of us are first generation folks, the first times doing this, like you said, we may, we don't have the wealth or the experience of folks to so know, mira, haga esto, haga that, right? But at the end of the day, um, you know, you can tell a lot by, about a person, about the desires, not at times of, of great ease, right? But at times of difficulty, right? And I think that that says a lot. I think it says a lot about you. And I think, you know, and I think you're right. I think, Mira, cuando you ran, I just saw, you know, as, as a father, you know, of a daughter, to like look in the paper and be like, wow, una Dominicana, like the first Dominican to win, like in aquí in Florida, right? I mean, that's great, right? I, I think that's something to be said. And I think the fact that, that you continue um, 
to, to, to strive and you continue to do the work that, that you've always um, loved in terms of helping the community, um, it's something that has to be said, right? And I think here at Que Lo Que, you know, we know that, that, that all roads are not straight, right? And life isn't perfect, right? But we know that uh, and, and, and with faith, you know, we, we, we do the things that we're supposed to do um, and we're supposed to help folks out. So I, I just wanted to like, you know, that, that, that's a little bit of an editorializing on my part, right? Yeah. I, just, I wanted to make sure that la gente sabe, right? Porque, you know, no, especially pero, 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 es verdad, es verdad. I mean, I can say it as somebody myself as that been a community activist and, you know, working in politics, you know, seeing you and, you know, the triumphs as well as, you know, uh, things that you, the stumbling blocks, you know, it still opened my eyes. You still opened the pathway for us. You know what I mean? You still also showed us how to behave. You know what I mean? Like, okay, somebody threw something in your face, but what do we do? Because sometimes even that, you know, cuando, cuando te tiran algo, how do we how do we how do we talk about it? How do we make the same steps? Do we hide in the corner? No, you know you you you, you did what you did. You know what happens? What happens? And you yeah, it happened to me. And there's things that you can move forward. Things that are thrown to you or or stumbling blocks doesn't stop you from continuing on. And for me, Sorry. that that itself is a great story. Not only a story dominicana, but as just a human. Because, you know, sometimes we, we get hit and we don't know how to move forward. And y quedamos ahí en la esquina. But okay. we can use you as an example que podemos seguir. Seguir yeah. what we want to do. Yeah, and let me tell you something else. I, um, the, if, you, if you didn't go uh, this year, we started not just did we uh, start Dominican Day in Tallahassee, in the, in the Florida legislature, but we now have Dominican Day in Congress. So this past February, I worked with, uh, and, and I have to tell you that he, he, he was sweet enough to give me credit. I contacted uh, Congressman Adriano Espaillat, our first Dominicano elected at the federal level. Yeah. Yeah. Applauso, applauso. Applauso indeed. I, and, I, and I said, you know, Congressman, we've, we've had the experience of doing um, Dominican Day at the legislature in Florida. And we also had uh, Dominican Day at the White House uh, about five five years ago. And mm -hmm. I still have the agendas and the, 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 you know, the format of how we did that. Is it possible that you would consider doing this at the federal level, like Dominican Day in Congress? And he he kind of thought about it and about two days later I get a call he goes yes Daisy let's do it but but we gotta do it next month in, it, this was in January when he was a, we gotta do it in February I said, I said congressman I don't know that we can do that that's too fast he goes no 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 importa no importa vamos a hacerlo let's do it somos dominicanos podemos hacer todo nos patines and you know it I didn't know how, but we pulled it off. And so we had the first Dominican Day in Congress. They, we call it Dominicans on the Hill uh, last February. And uh, about 800 people attended from yeah, all over yeah. the United States. And I have to tell you, um, the um, the number of Congress people and senators that came over to say hello to our community. Uh, we also emphasize and focus on Congress people from swing districts where Dominican Americans could make a difference. And this is something that we also, we, we're going to be emphasizing um, in our next conference in February. There are areas in Pennsylvania, um, um, Ohio, in, in, in swing states 
where if you swing, the Dominican-American vote tends to be more independent. If you swing that vote in the right direction, it could make a difference. So los dominicanos que se pongan las pilas, we really can, you know, do, um, we really can make an impact in what happens in the next elections. So anyways, we're already having our conference calls, weekly conference calls on planning Dominican Day in Congress again okay. at the second one, which will be apunting February 6th February in 6th. Washington, D.C. Otra, otra vez, nada más otra vez. Dígale otra vez. ¿Qué día? ¿Qué día fue? February 6th, febrero 6th, febrero. ¿Es that your birthday? No te preocupes. We'll do it like old school. We'll tell it's everyone's birthday anyway. That's true. So we're going to have uh, the, uh, the, uh, the the second and uh, we hope to uh, really um, we're going to focus on census uh, on education yeah. and connecting some of our communities to different agencies for example small business administration what kinds of uh, small business loans or minority loans are available for people in our community to access so we want to go from word words to action. The first conference was more about getting together, celebrating our Dominicanidad and our contributions in general. But this year, we, this next year, we want to really um, aterrizarlo, you know, like, okay, so, so we are a great community. What now? What, how do we come even better? How do we come more involved? How do we come more part of the fabric uh, or the economic fabric of this nation? How do we access resources? Because many of our communities stay behind because they don't know how to access resources. So we hope to have some workshops on, on accessing, um, you know, uh, grants, loans um, and, you know, different uh, tapping into different initiatives that can help our uh, small businesses, our minority women, minor minority owned businesses, etc. So more more on that coming up. No, I, I really like it. And, and just touching base because you talked about two things, you know, the swing states and, and voting, you know, we have Julia here up in Boston, you know, one vote, one vote. And then, you know, we just, Elbert and I also talked to, we had a special episode in the great area of Alapata here in Miami. And we were talking to um, Jazz, the owner of Tipico Nightclub and a few others and talking about how, you know, Alapata is a great area, but there's a lot of small business owners that actually don't own their biz, you know, their actual building that they're in because they didn't know how to get there. They're, as we said before, they're first generation, you know, immigrantes. They come here and they found an opportunity. They grow it. But then they're just so slight areas that it could have been mass. You know what I mean? Like right. they could have gotten more para seguir más for the second generation. So, you know, I, I'm so excited. I know me and Albert are planning planning to, to be up there this year to you know what I mean so that we can also you know for the people that can't go to Dominican I mean Dominicans on the hill we can hopefully give them information you know via the airways so they can say tu no ta aquí pero we're gonna spread out this information porque somos dominicano and we want everybody to know so you know I know I'm excited and, uh, you know, there's, I, I can't wait for more. Más información. Más información, más información. Para los que van de la Florida, lleguen el miércoles 5, porque siempre tenemos ahora, va a ser tradición, el miércoles en la noche, hacemos de Florida Dinner. So the Florida Delegation Dinner is going to be the, the Wednesday the 5th uh, in D.C. 
Ah, that should be good. That, that, mira, lo va a apuntar ahora mismo. Mira, since you talked about eh, eh, honorable bias, since you talked about um, you know, 2020 next year elections, we know that a big part of that conversation is healthcare. Healthcare, you know, you know, with your work in terms of there. Um, tell us a little bit in terms of, you know, as a topic, your viewpoint. You know, a lot of people have talked about um, this conversation around Medicare for all and 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 just healthcare in general where we are. Can can you can you tell us a little bit more in terms of about that topic or or about you know how that looks in Florida and how that what's the healthcare situation like you know for Floridians here uh, as you as we you know getting closer into 2020 and and not just uh, the federal elections but also yeah. even our local and state elections you know. Well, what we have seen is that people want health care. And the proof of that is that with all its uh, shortcomings and with all the sabotage that has been uh, leveled on Obamacare, for example, it's, it's still millions of people have chosen to access um, uh, Health, health insurance through the exchanges and the number of uninsured in the United States is at its lowest level ever. But we still have millions of people not insured or underinsured. The problem with healthcare is that um, when I see many of those, I call them simplistic um, solutions, uh, don't understand the healthcare is extremely complex. It's not like a factory where you sell shoes and you decide to do something different. It's not a new model or, or it's not um, a service that's very well defined, for example, financial services. Um, healthcare has to do with people who are sick and people who, uh, whose life depends on accessing healthcare. But it's not just hospitals, it's not just doctors, it's lab, it's the pharmaceuticals, it's the, the, the buildings, it's the clinics, it's the physical therapy, it's the dietitian. So there's, I, I believe that the, the way to address healthcare would be ideally for everyone in all these tentacles that are healthcare would come together and work a some work a solution that involves everybody. Um, I don't think you can from one day to another say, okay, we're just going to get rid of this for profit healthcare. Um, it's doing grain in our economy. It's doing grain in our culture. It's doing grain in as a business. Um, again, I'm not advocating for private healthcare. I am saying that the solution is not an easy one and it cannot happen overnight it will require a concerted effort. We first will have to have a government, a, you know, a president who believes in that and believes that the change has to happen and that it has the charisma and the leadership to bring everybody to the table. It cannot be a divisive issue because then what, what we're going to go back to Remember um, when um, then uh, First Lady Hillary Clinton worked on trying to put together a health care packet that, you know, turned into a fiasco. Then we've seen what's happened with Obamacare. So it's not an easy problem to address and it will require a fundamental change in the way we think and deliver health care. And that cannot happen with just you know, either Medicare for all or this or that. We already know the Medicare system is has is extremely good things, but it also has some many shortcomings. Uh, so 
again, I'm not for one or not the other. I, I'm just saying it's a complex problem that requires a long-term and complex solution. Do you do you think and just talking especially como dominicano la experiencia de de de, de nuestra gente en la República en la República Dominicana with some of the services there with stuff like that there how do you think as Dominicans how our own cultural and even our own country experiences folds into not just this you know not this debate around healthcare but just in general all kind of these debates around public service como como afecta la cultura de nosotros la comunidad como nosotros nos tratamos or how we don't treat ourselves how does that fold into that conversation what do we bring you know what do we bring como dominicanos and as dominican leaders what do we bring to that conversation you know the dominican american community is a very proud community it's a community that comes here to work it's a community that comes here to improve the life of their families to improve the lives of the of, of their children and we what I, I what i tell the dominican american community is what does it mean to improve the lives of our families it means better education, it means access to healthcare, it means safe communities, all those great things that uh, make us for strong, uh, safe communities. The problem is that we come with many um, biases and many, the Dominican, Dominican Americans are very politically inclined. They're very political, See, right. but with, with, with Politica Dominicana, they any ask any Dominican who is the current secretary of whatever is over there who got moved from one agency to another who's running for what and they know everything. Ask them who is their um, uh, city council person one or who is their mayor and they don't know. They don't generally get involved in politics here. They get involved in politics in the Dominican Republic and that, in my opinion, has been devastating for our communities, because we come here for to improve our lives, but improving our lives meaning voting for people who share our values, share our vision, share our interests, and we're not yes. voting. We're not voting at the num with the numbers that we should. Uh, for example, in general, African-Americans vote at 85%. Uh, or 90 sometimes. Um, uh, Caucasians vote at 65, 70%. Latinos, you're lucky if you get to 25, okay? It, it, we've had elections where 80% of Latinos got out to vote. We can't make an impact. We cannot pretend that we're coming here to improve our future, the future of our families, but we're not involved in, in involving local politics doesn't mean that you are an activist. It means, you pay attention, you vote, you examine all the candidates in every election and you vote in every election for which you are entitled to vote, yeah. especially municipal elections. And I think we leaders need to do a better job of instilling that sense of responsibility in our communities, because until we do, we're going to be relegated to second-class citizenships. We're going to be relegated to, um, you know, eso, los dominicanos no votan. Mm -hmm. And so, therefore, nobody pays attention to, to our needs and our issues. We have to change that. I don't have the, the solution. I don't have one thing that I can say if we only did this, but we're just going to have to keep chipping at it until we have better involvement from our dominicanos in local uh, elections and voting in every election. 
No, but no, that, and, and you, I mean, you can see it, especially in a place like Miami and South Florida, like, you know, the difference that the, that the Cuban community has gotten, mm-hmm. you know, by, by their engagement, you know, with elected officials, right? You know, like those who can vote do so. Mm-hmm. Those who can't don't sit on the sidelines, right? Ellos todavía, tú sabes, está involucrado, you know, talking to people, yendo, visitando, cosiendo cosas así. So, I mean, I, I think we've got examples of it. It's just nosotros tenemos que, que ajuntarnos y hacer, eh, hacer esa, esa cosa. Este, es verdad. Yeah. Uh, honorable bias. I, I do have one question. Well, I have several, but, uh, but specifically regarding como Dominicana, our Dominican culture. You know, you know, we've we've talked to several people, interviewed several people, and you know, some of them have. Of course, we all see uh, certain things slightly different. But how has your Dominicanness, your la cultura dominicana that you were raised, has helped you in your personal or your professional pathway. Because we, you know, every cultura has that one thing, and you know, we we always joke around that Dominicans are, you know, baseball and politics. But at the same time, there's something ingrained that I've noticed that when we talk to todo dominicano, we've all have different backgrounds, but there's we seem to all kind of have these certain little little things that we've all experienced, which is la dominicana cultura. So how that, how's that helped you? How's it helped you? Or what can you say about that? I think I can point to two things. One is our disciplined sense of um, work ethics. You know, we're gente trabajadoras. That's one thing. We work, work, work. But the other thing is our ability to turn um, uh, pain or turn disadvantage or turn limitations into joy. Like, todo se resuelve con una chatica, o con un, tú sabes, con, con un, un eh, joke, or sí. una bailadita, una romí, tú sabes, you know, our ability to, even though in times of need, say, okay, uh, how are we going to make light of this? So I think that's important in our community. Yeah, oh, no, and we, we, you know, we, we always like to say that, that those words are really important. They, they are, um, they are mangu for our soul and, and we are Keloke, we are your podcast and, and that, and we make no bones about in terms of That's trying right. to provide, you know, that kind of lessons um, and that kind of, uh, you know, kind of education to our listeners. Um, but as we say here in Keloke, you can't have mangu sin lo de golpe. We are here now. This is our rapid fire part of our of our discussion. Um, Venus likes to, you know, likes to introduce. So I'm just going to swing it over to Venus so you can you know, lead us through this this part of our discussion over here. But before okay. we get started, I need to know the listeners want to know. Tú estás preparada por los tres golpes. Bueno, yo no sé si Okay. Question one. Bachata merengue. Merengue. I love it, I love it, okay. Segundo, Totone Amaduro. Totone. Planchadito. Receta, receta. Y este es maduro. Esta pregunta es la madura. So, prepárate. Take a deep breath. Morir soñando o con Chiclu. 
Country Club. <laughs> ¡Mira! ¡Eso! Oh, ¡Break a new path! ¡Break a new path! Con Country Club te lo pueden mandar en una maleta. <risa> ¿Cómo te mando un, 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 un morir soñando? No. <risa> Eva. Very practical, very practical. I like it. I like, I, it. I like that. Mira, everybody likes to give us recetas and she tells us how we can get something. Mira, See, that, that's what it's about. That's what she's like. No, 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 no. We gotta, I gotta tell you how you get the stuff. Como tú me lo puedes mandar por UPS, Fere. Ya tú sabes. Ya tú sabes. Eso es No, no, that, that's oh, funny. I love it. I love it. <laughs> we always said because at fin y al cabo, like you say, you know, as the Dominicans, that we can talk seriously, we can debate stuff, philosophical questions, stuff. but al fin y al cabo, we always like to throw in a little joke here and there. And Absolutely. You got to do that. You know, as, as we wind down here, I think it's, you know, one of the things we also like to do here is also we love to spread good ponchinche, right? Like we know that there are things that folks are doing. And so, you know, in, in that light, you know, honorable bias, is there anything that, that you'd like to like, you know, like any three essential things that you'd like to share with our listeners, whether it's advice or whether it's about, um, you know, people who you know who are doing things who are Dominicans that maybe people should Google or a, a good book that you think that people should do. You know, what's up, you know, what are kind of three things that you'd love to like pay it forward or pass it forward to, to our listeners? Well, first of all, for those of you that don't already know it, la, uh, a friend of mine, Larissa Chances, is just filed uh, yesterday to run for city council in the city of Pembroke Pines. So, uh -huh. don't Pembroke Pines, hay un montón de dominicanos. Ya okay, saben. Pembroke Pines. Apóyenla y voten por ella. Get involved in every election, absolutely. And education, you know, make sure that, you know, um, your kids, your grandkids, your cousins, a primo, la prima, that, you know, everybody is uh, um, focused in accessing education. Because that's, again, unless we're born with an Einstein brain, that's our pathway to improving, um, you know, the lives of our community. Oh, I love it, I love it, I love it. Pero mira, since you say Instituto Otra Dominicana, please, you know, give us a little hookup, tú sabes, que, so our listeners, because we would like to get to know more about her. You know, yeah. okay, la gente, we gotta do it. Yeah, let's bring it down. I think one of our goals for, for 2020 is to definitely interview every single Dominican or you know, Dominicana who's running for office. I think, you know, part of it is having platforms for people, for our folks to kind of talk and and um and to say what they're doing and why they're doing it right and i think there's not enough opportunities for folks to do that so definitely, definitely i like definitely. it venus you got anything else any any last questions any other comments you want to say as, as we begin to wind down you know the all you know i i've gotten like i said earlier in the the show you know i've gotten a chance to you know see uh honorable bias in, in many different hats and And uh, like I said before, como dominicana, como como mujer, I, I you know for me your story is um, empowering, and you know I, but you know talking about that como mujer, you know I know you were raised by your grandmother and you have a beautiful daughter, um, you know and and you've mentioned it several times that you've raised her on on your own, you know what I mean like. 
Like, is there anything that you can say specifically to mujeres or, you know, um, about your or conscious myself, decision? I'm raising a daughter. <laughs> yes, or, or, or people raising a daughter, you know, that you can say about your la cultura that you have held very close, that you have shared with her a tradition or something that you want her to know como Dominicana, that it's important if it's a person, place or thing, but you know, your words, because I've really seen you. And I, and I think that, you know, as females, you know, we wear many hats and sometimes people only get to see one hat, but you know, all those hats make us who we are. So share with us. You know, and, and that's the, I think that's one thing that we do very well. And I think we, we need to support our children in that it's we we can have both. We can uh, stay connected to our culture and our roots. Uh, but at the same time, we need to understand that we have a real responsibility to um, we're here and we need to uh, learn the. Uh, the, the costumes here, abide by the laws and, you know, do the things that we have to do here. But at the same time, we, we also need to keep that umbilical cord with our amazing culture. Because remember, it's a culture of family. It's a culture of friends. It's a culture of community. And I think it's, it, it, uh, keeping that in mind can help us navigate the system that we have to adapt to here in the United States. So you can do both. And I think we do it for the most part. We'll do it very well. Well, thanks I a lot. Thanks a lot. At the, honorable Baez. I think those are really great words to kind of to, to kind of end on. I want to thank you for for sharing some time with us and and keeping us um keeping us abreast of not what you're doing, but also in terms of you know how important the work that you're doing, especially in the healthcare sector, and doing and as well as as well as giving us a preview on uh, Dominicans on the Hill and getting us that that kind of behind the scenes story about how it was founded and how it got there. Really, really appreciate that. At gracias Venus for for always um you know being. Um, the hostess with the mostest over here, or the co-hostess with the mostest. Um, couldn't do this show without you. Tengo, um, tengo caché. <laughs> and I want to thank our listeners, our Keloke fans who are out there who come in week after week and um, and support us by by downloading it, um, follow us, and continue to, to to like us and share this on on our social media platform, Facebook, Twitter. And Instagram. And as we say in Queloque here, as long as it's good bochinche to spread and Dominicans doing stuff, Queloque will always be here. Thanks a lot, everybody. Mm-hmm.